0: Happy Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to Benzinga's Daily Socks to Watch podcast, a place where each trading day you can get at least a handful of trading ideas for your day. Today is Friday, January 20th, 2023. I hope that everyone has had a lovely week and I hope everyone is looking forward to a nice weekend. We only get two days for the weekend this this weekend we were totally spoiled last week with the three-day weekend but i'm sure and i hope you folks out there are excited to get a nice little weekend here benzing is daily socks watch podcast is a place where our some of our news deskers, some of our other team members at Benzinga are picking out some stocks that they have on their radar for the day. Maybe there was just a notable news item we want to make sure is on your radar. Maybe we want to add a little bit of perspective to a news item that just happened, like we're going to talk about for a couple of our stocks to watch today. Maybe we have reason to believe there is an upcoming news catalyst in a stock that we think you should get on your radar over the next few trading sessions. Maybe we're hearing investors and traders talking about some of these stocks in our communities around Benzinga and on Benzinga Pro. Or maybe we just got kind of a cool trading idea. We want to pitch your way and think if you should consider for an investment or a trade. If you do neither of those with these ideas we're going to talk about here today, I guarantee you will get Some darn good education out of the next, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then we'll get you off to your trading for the day to get you rounding out this week. I'm going to start with a real quick preview of our list so you know what you're getting yourself into. And then we're going to jump into each of these names a little bit further. Our first stock to watch for the day is Netflix NFLX. Stock to watch number two, Macy's Ticker M. Paramount is ticker is uh, ticker number three. That's ticker P-A-R-A. Stock to Watch number four is Planet Fitness, P-L-N-T. And our last stock to Watch for the day is App Harvest, A-P-P-H. Want to get this one on your radar related to a news item. Want to give you a little education, a little knowledge about a news item that we don't talk about too often on the Stocks to Watch podcast, but we'll get to that one in a few minutes here. Let's start off Folks, with Netflix, shares were trading up about 6% in pre-market, following some better-than-expected quarterly sales that the company gave yesterday with their earnings report. Earnings did miss a little bit. Shares, since market open continuing higher. The stock is now up about 8%. Netflix did give some guidance. Guidance wasn't uh, extremely hot. It was kind of mixed. I think their sales guidance... Was a little better than expected while their earnings per share guidance was a little lower than analysts had been expecting. Also, some news that the company's longtime CEO is going to be moving, transitioning to a chairman role. That's Reed Hastings, of course. Chairman roles, much more often, are kind of like uh, symbolic in a way. Yes, chair people are important, don't get me wrong, for a company's executive team. But the CEO role is really kind of that high power uh, role. Reed Hastings, again, going to be transitioning into a chair role. On the podcast yesterday, we were going over some ideas heading into the earnings season, trying to prepare you for a lot of this information that is going to be coming Wall Street's way over the next month, month and a half or so. And one takeaway that we had yesterday uh, talking about Preparing investors for earnings is the importance of looking at the sentiment in a name the day after or two days after an earnings report. And that's what I want to focus on here with Netflix today. I want to focus on some of the analyst commentary that we were seeing coming from the sell side analysts following Netflix's results yesterday. Analysts mostly are going to be remaining kind of like neutral on netflix i saw a couple notable comments that gave us some perspective into the netflix results some concerns that people are already talking about related to netflix kind of have been talking about and then also you know that guidance that was given and one of the most intriguing pieces of comment uh commentary that i saw from the sell side was from one of my favorite analysts uh an analyst over at needham laura martin laura martin commenting on The fact that Netflix effectively is doing a price increase in that they're going to be cutting down, they're going to be locking down password sharing for their users. A couple of comments here from Laura Martin that I think will help add a little perspective here to the Netflix quarter and some of the news items attached to Netflix related to that earnings report. Uh, quote, we we worry that Netflix will have elevated churn over the next two quarters owing to a price increase implemented in the most disruptive way possible. That was that uh, crackdown on password borrowers. There is no logical reason US linear TV subs are still so high, but consumer inertia is a powerful value driver. I had to look up <clears throat> what that phrase means consumer in- inertia and it is a tendency of customers to buy or continue buying a product even when an option a superior option exists <clears throat> uh, so, uh another quick comment here from Laura Martin by implementing a price increase via turning off password borrowers every Netflix sub paying $20 per month for maximum streams and or kids living out of the home will be forced to decide whether to trade down to a lower tier. And this forces subs out of that consumer inertia. Again, these were kind of the most dynamic comments that I've seen on Netflix from an analyst. The other analyst sentiment was, you know, kind of just like par for the course, really. Uh, But a Rosenblatt analyst commenting on the news that Reed Hastings is going to be transitioning from a co-CEO role to a chairman role, uh, saying that, Hastings went out on a high note with a great quarter reported yesterday. The password sharing clampdown will drive the shares from here, having doubled from their 52-week low, then trading t- close to the price where we launched coverage in April. This is, again, Rosenblatt. We re- retain a neutral rating, but they did raise their price target to the four uh, 343 level. Morgan Stanley, Analysts at Morgan Stanley didn't really seem to concern with the password sharing removal thing, kind of like Rosenblatt, if you ask me. Uh, a quick comment here from Morgan Stanley. Content strength in November and December co- combined with less price increase related churn on a year over year basis helped drive nearly 8 million net sub- subscriber additions in the fourth quarter. Morgan Stanley noting that that was, quote, nicely above expectations. <clears throat> Again, so a little bit of commentary on Netflix from the sell side, helping you digest that report yesterday, the guidance, the news of Reed Hastings, and how shares are reacting higher here today. <clears throat> Our second stock to watch for the day is Macy's. It's ticker M. This is a sympathy play in the retail space, kind of like the you know uh, end cap retail space in malls and and strip malls. Uh, Nordstrom yesterday came out with some concerning guidance. They cut their guidance. Nordstrom shares in the pre-market session were trading down about 5% on that lowered guidance. Macy's definitely appear with Nordstrom's. Shares were trading down about 2% in the pre-market session. Uh, Nordstrom, for their guidance, they were citing, let's see, uh, weaker holiday sales and larger markdowns. When a name like Nordstrom is citing weaker holiday sales, this is likely going to be something that is also impacting a name like Macy's, a name like TJX, um, and some of those other retailers. Since market open here, I'm looking at my Benzinger Pro platform for a quick. Quote Nordstrom shares trading down about two and a half percent. Macy's shares actually trading higher here, uh, since market open, trading up about a half percent. Keep that in mind that investors are showing a little discrepancy here between the news out of Nordstrom and that potentially impacting a peer like Macy's stock to watch. Number three, Paramount. It's ticker P A R A. This is a sympathy play with Netflix. In the streaming space, in the pre-market session, shares were trading up about 1%, I would assume, based on the Netflix report and maybe the not as bad as feared report and the move higher in Netflix shares. Uh, You know, a couple other names in the streaming space. This isn't going to be, you know, a blockbuster list or anything, but it is nice to just kind of revisit some of these peer groups, maybe get them in your watch list, get your watch list on Benzinga Pro updated. Also, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, WBD is the ticker, Roku, R-O-K-U, definitely appear in the streaming space, more on the software side of things, Disney, of course, D-I-S, and also Comcast. C-M-C-S-A, a couple other peers there in the streaming space if you are looking at those netflix results a little critically here today our fourth stock to watch for the day is planet fitness plnt shares closed down about three percent on thursday there was a short report out of a rather notable short uh seller and sh- uh kind of like you know downside research note Bear Cave Research. Uh, Edwin Dorsey is the uh, the provider of that Bear Cave. And yesterday, uh, Bear Cave coming out with a short report on Planet Fitness. The kind of gist of the short report. Uh, I'll read you a, one quick comment here. Through numerous Freedom of Information Act requests, that's the FOIA request, the Bear Cave uncovered hundreds of consumer complaints concerning overbilling, fraudulent transactions, excessive fees, and uncancelable memberships for Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness, of course, a uh, provider of gyms around the United States. And when I saw this report from Bear Cave yesterday, and I kind of looked at you know one of the few headings for this report, my first thought was kind of like, you know, hundreds of consumer complaints. I was like, I feel like gyms in general get that kind of stigma, unfortunately. And this is also something that happens, you know, these these consumer complaints. This is that something that happens for a lot of consumer brands, not just gym brands, not just Planet Fitness. We did see a response from a notable analyst over at DA Davidson on Planet Fitness Following this report from Bear Bear Cave, the analyst's name is Linda Bolton Weiser, and she mentioned a couple issues here with this Bear Cave short report that I wanted to highlight shares this morning here. Are giving back, uh, getting back some of those losses, uh, but not all the way. If shares closed down about three percent yesterday, getting about a one percent rebound or so here today. Uh, a couple of the comments here from Linda Bolton Wiser, kind of you know, effectively refuting some of the claims in the Bear Cave report. Uh, the analyst noting that the Bear Cave report fails to mention all the positive new data points related to Planet Planet Fitness that have emerged recently. She pointed out four of those. Uh, for Planet Fitness members who use the gyms, workout frequency has increased, and which leads to higher member retention rates. Number two, average members per gym is now nearly back to the pre pandemic high. Number three, member retention has improved. And number four, that the company's free cash flow is once again moving higher. Uh, the analysts kind of sharing the same sentiment here that. Uh, I did. Consumer complaints can be found at any consumer services business. Uh, She pointed out that members, kind of despite what the Bear Cave report was suggesting, members are able to cancel if they really want to. And she also said that she didn't see any issue with the stocks valuation. That was another kind of tenant of the Bear Cave report on Planet Fitness. Our last stock to watch for the day, folks, for the week is App Harvest. It's A-P-P-H. This is kind of a momentum name here Friday morning. shares were up about 20% in the pre-market session. There were a couple news items on this issue. I think what was driving momentum in this name here today is that the company issued a press release that highlighted they began shipments from a new facility in Kentucky. App Harvest is like an indoor like cultivation, cultivation, growing, agriculture-related company, uh, technology in the space. They consider it to be technology. Um, and in addition... To this news about a new facility beginning shipments in Kentucky. I didn't really think that news would have driven shares up 20% in the pre-market session. Let's see what the stock has done since the open. Uh trading up about 14% here. This definitely is a penny stock name, just keep that in mind. There was another news item in App Harvest overnight that I wanted to highlight because I think it is a news item that can get confusing for investors. We haven't talked about this news item on the podcast either. either, And so I thought it'd be a nice little opportunity to talk about a new kind of news item. So uh, App Harvest, that was a press release to disclose the information that they began shipments from a new facility. In an 8K filing, that's an SEC filing, the company also uh, highlighted that it had a compliance issue with the Nasdaq where the stock trades on the exchange this is something that happens quite a bit for like lower price companies uh lower price stocks excuse me and that was the case here for app harvest uh shares of app harvest had traded below the $1 level for 30 days in a row and that is a requirement by the exchange by an exchange like the Nasdaq they say that uh stocks have to stay over a dollar for 30 days And you might be saying, well, Brent, how's that the case? There's a lot of stocks that trade under a dollar. Well, what happens with a compliance issue related to the exchanges is the exchanges will give companies uh, a long time frame to get their compliance issue under control. They also will offer a period where uh, the company can submit a plan to the exchange in order to highlight some ways that the company's management thinks that they can alleviate the compliance issue. 180 days that App Harvest has from now, I think it's like the middle of July, uh, to get this compliance issue over uh, under control, a whole half a year. So, you know, it's, I think the exchange is kind of like, all right, you know, we, we make these requirements. There's there's like five or six or seven requirements that companies need to adhere to to remain on the exchange. And the exchange gives the companies quite a bit of time to get this stuff under control. They give access to people at the exchanges, like a NASDAQ, so that companies can work with the NASDAQ to try to get these things alleviated. If you're an App Harvest shareholder, when you see this compliance issue, Don't freak out. The company has, you know, a half of a half a year to get these things under control. And the exchange a lot of times will also offer companies an extension period, which can be like up to another 180 days. So it could be that, you know, if App Harvest shares uh, don't move over a dollar consistently for 30 days in a row, you know, the company could have up to a year to try to alleviate this issue. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for us here this week. Let me just double check my list and make sure I hit all of our socks to watch for the day. And yes, I am good to go. We did cover all our socks to watch for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, of course, be back next week with five more Benzinga Daily Socks Watch podcasts. I hope everyone has an excellent weekend, and we'll see you next week, folks. Later.